Praise the Lord. This is Pastor Johnson from Bethel Lady Church. Thank you for downloading our podcast. We are so glad we could connect with you through this podcast. Please ensure you subscribe to receive new messages every week. We pray this podcast builds your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and motivates you to live a life of excellence for the glory of our Lord. Thank you for your support. Enjoy the message. We've been studying about blessings, right? We've been studying about blessings from the Holy Scripture and we found that God wants to bless us. His desire is to bless us and therefore he has already deposited every blessing in Christ Jesus on our account. But we must learn to tap into it and receive it. In fact, the Bible commands us that you should choose blessings, you should choose life. You should not choose anything to do with death, you should not choose anything to do with curses. So, when you look at the prayers in the Bible, there are some prayers God never answered. For example, Elijah was a great man of God and he said, God, do that. Let fire come from heaven and immediately fire came from heaven. And then he said, Lord, let there be no rain. And there was no rain. But then he went back praying, God, please send rain. And uh, between the two prayers, there was a gap of about three and a half years. And so the second time when he went back to God saying, God, the last time I told you, please don't send any rain. But this time I'm requesting you would send the rain. And guess what? It started pouring. Man, it was a heavy deluge. It was a cloud burst. It was a heavy rain. So Elijah was a man, every time he prayed, God answered. But once he prayed, God, I want to die, kill me now. You know, very depressed. God didn't answer that prayer. In fact, God almost did the exact opposite. He's one of the only Old Testament prophets, all right, maybe the second guy, who never died. God said, you don't die. <laughs> God did the exact opposite of what he prayed for. He said, God, I want to die. And God said, I'm taking you to heaven alive. And God did that. He didn't die at all. So there are some prayers that God will answer immediately and some prayers that God won't answer at all. So there's this guy in the Bible who prayed directly for blessings. Okay? Now you and I would assume that God would have said, oh no, no, you're too greedy, huh? You're asking too much. You know what? The Bible says he asked for blessings and God granted it completely. When I read the Bible, I said, man, I want to be like that guy. I want to pray like that guy because he's the only man in the Bible where the Bible says everything he asked for and God answered him. Everything he asked for, God answered. So how did he pray? What did he pray? What really made the difference? And how can we walk in the blessings like that? So first of all, we're going to read a passage from the Bible that explains how this guy prayed. All right, and then we will learn principles on how we can walk in the blessings of God, what kind of prayers God likes to answer. All right, let's read First uh, Chronicles chapter 4, and he's the only guy, he's, a reminder again, footnote, he's the only guy whose every prayer was answered. All right, at least every prayer known to us as is recorded in the Bible was answered. Everybody else, there was some or the other prayer that even the Lord Jesus, he prayed, uh, if, if it be thy will, take away this cup of suffering from me. His prayer was not answered because of course he said, let your will be done, you know. But Jabez is the only guy in the Bible, the Bible says what he prayed for, God answered. Let's read that together. And Jabez was more honorable than his brothers 
And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou would bless me indeed and enlarge my coast, and that thy hand might be with me, and that thou would keep me from evil, and it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Cool. Really cool. So we're going to study on how this guy made it happen, right? We all like to say prayers that get answered. And, and let's look at how this guy was so blessed by the Lord. First of all, the Bible says, And Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. What made him honorable? When you study that two, there are only two scriptures in the whole Bible about Jabez. Okay? Only two scriptures. That is 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. So when you study that, you will find, number one, he became honorable because he prayed to God. And second, because God answered his prayer. You know, to be honorable, you, you don't need to know the tricks of the trade. That can help you, but it's not mandatory. You don't need to be outsmarting everybody else, outlandish to everyone else. No. If you can learn, if I can learn to pray prayers that God will answer, we'll be more honorable than people around us. Two things that made him honorable. His prayer to God and God's response to prayers. There are three kinds of prayers God won't answer. <laughs> three kinds of prayers God won't answer. Number one, unrepentant prayer. People who live in sin and don't repent about it and just ask the Lord whatever they like. Unrepentant prayer, you know. People who don't have a sense of, God, I'm sorry for what I did. I, I want to change. People who don't have that attitude and, and they just do whatever wrong they want to do and somehow expect God to answer their faith and prayer. Well, not really. Uh, the Bible very clearly says that God does not listen to the prayer of unrepentant or sinful. Second, prayers of unbelief. All right? Prayers of unbelief. People who lack faith, who come to God and pray with no confidence that God will answer. With absolutely no trust that God will, you know, do something good for them. Right? So uh, that is a prayer that God may not answer. Third, unplanned prayers. Okay? Unrepentant prayers, unbelief prayers, and unplanned prayer. What's an unplanned prayer? Prayers that are outside the plan of God for your life. If you are praying for something which is outside of God's great purpose for you, well, chances are that prayers are not going to be answered. So, Jabez's prayer was definitely not unrepentant. It was not unbelief prayer and it was not unplanned. It was not outside of God's plan for his life. See, that's really why this guy's prayer got answered. You and I can walk in the blessing of God if we simply learn to change the way we pray, right? It's a small thing to change, but it's a big change that will happen in our life. Right. What made him pray this prayer? And what made him pray for such blessings? Because he understood that God likes to answer certain kinds of prayer. And what kinds of prayer God likes to answer? Prayers of faith, prayers of repentance, prayers that are in the plan of God. And what's the plan of God? That you choose life and you choose blessings. So the guy simply said, God, I choose blessings for me. I choose your abundant life for me. 
and God granted him his request. What did his prayer signify? When Jabez was praying, what did it reflect? It reflected counterculture. It reflected the opposite of what his mother prophesied over him. His mother said, you are a son of sorrow and I call you Jabez. The meaning of the word Jabez in Hebrew, in his language, is son of sorrow. Okay, if somebody calls you in Hindi, if your mother calls you in Hindi, Dukh ki olad, pardon that language, you know, you, you generation of, you son of, you fruit of grief, you know, now that's a pretty bad name. That's the meaning of the word Jabez. If Jabez is the name of anybody out there, I believe God can change your life to the exact opposite. His mother called his name son of sorrow. All right. And what did he pray? He said, God, I know one thing. Whatever my mother prophesied on me by my name, whatever the society calls me, your blessing can change it and turn it around. I believe more in what you can do, oh God, than in what people have believed will happen to me. Wow, he trusted God more. He prayed, third, he prayed when his own brothers didn't pray. You know, the Bible says he was more honorable than his brothers, which means he had a company of brothers. Like his uh, um, parents had other children apart from Jabez. And they all pray, probably had good names. But they never prayed. Why did the brothers never pray? Because they were average, they were okay, they had nothing as a problem. But Jabez had to pray because there was a problem. He was not honorable. He was uh, the son of sorrow. There was grief attached to his life. But look at the way he prayed. He didn't pray, God, make me like my brothers, average. Let me not have these problems. No, 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 no. He knew God doesn't like those kind of prayers. So what did he pray? He said, God, that you would bless me and make me above average. And guess what? God answered his prayer and he became more honorable than his brothers. Honor is a word of character. Blessing is what God gives. Character is what you develop. So Jabez developed honor and character out of the blessings God gave him. Hallelujah. Why did his mother call him Jabez? Why did his mother call him Jabez? The Bible says his mother called him Jabez because she said, I bore him with sorrow. So I have a question for you. When you read the book of Genesis, the Bible says, because of sin, multiple curses came on humanity. And one of those curses was that when women give birth to children, they would go through sorrow, grief, and pain. Well, today the medical science tells you that every pregnancy, almost every pregnancy has certain level of depression and grief attached to it. Well, that's not the way God meant for it. God wanted uh, pregnancy and childbirth to be a joyful occasion and the woman having no struggle in it. But unfortunately, sin brought in all of these curses. And so any woman giving birth without pain is, is considered a miracle, is considered something unusual because it is normal for women to go through pain and they say the, the birth pangs, the pains of childbirth is probably the worst kind of pain though it is momentary, though it is for a short season, yet it is the most intense pain. So when she gave birth to him, why did she call him son of grief, son of pain, son of sorrow? 
Well, if she called him that, she should have called all the other children the same. But she didn't call the other children that. She only called Jabez that. So what happened? Chances are, Jabez was born to them at a time when they were going through a lot of grief. Maybe Jabez was born to them at a time when their family was going through a lot of dysfunctional situation. Maybe Jabez was um, specially abled or some kind of a defect in his shape, in his structure, because medical science tells you that if a child has got something which is special about that child in terms of physical structure, that it can cause complications during childbirth, including uh, the intensity of pain going high. So probably something was wrong with this guy. One thing was sure, there was something wrong with this guy. Otherwise, his mother would not call him son of sorrow because sorrow and pain is attached to every childbirth. There is no reason this boy should have been called son of sorrow while other boys were not called sons of sorrow. So there is a reason apart from the normal pain of childbirth. There was something unique. You know, when I'm preaching this, some of you may be feeling, hey, this is exactly my situation. Everybody has got struggle, but I've got extra problems. I've got extra trouble. Well, I want to tell you this. If you've got the troubles like Jabez had, you also have the God that Jabez had. And the God who answered Jabez's prayer will answer your prayer. Because the Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If God was faithful in Jabez's life, God will be faithful in your life. Why? because he doesn't change. He is the same who he was long ago and will continue to be the same forever. Hallelujah. He is a prayer answering God. Amen. You know, when I, when I look at the life of Jabez, I, I, I really don't know. Sometimes it's funny because there are situations in the Bible where one parent named the child something funny uh, or sad and then the other parent kicked in and said no 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 we'll change his name for example when uh, Jacob loved his wife uh, Rachel and she was dying and she gave birth to her son uh, the the uh, last son she had two sons and so she was giving birth to her second son and while the second son was born she died so while she died uh, she gave name to her second son saying because of his birth, I'm dying. And so she gave him a sad name. And guess what? Nobody remembers that name. Nobody, uh, it, that child became a tribe of Israel, but nobody remembers that name. Why? Because Jacob stepped in. He was broken that his beloved wife died, but he stepped in and said, no, 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 no. While you are dying, I want to make a change. Our son will not be called what you named him, but he'll, call, he'll be called Benjamin, which means the son of my strength. Now, we all know the tribe of Benjamin in Israel, right? Uh, I, I think even the former prime minister of Israel is from the tribe of Benjamin. Uh, the first king of Israel was from the tribe of Benjamin. King Saul was from the tribe of Benjamin. We all know the tribe of Benjamin. Why? Because when the mother gave a sad negative name to the child, the father stepped in. Jacob, later called Israel, stepped in saying, no, 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 no. His name is not going to be that. His name is going to be different. In the case of Jabez, when his mother called him, Jabez, son of sorrow, it became permanent. Why? Because he had no savior. 
He had nobody to step in and say, no, no, no. He cannot be named like that. He's got a better name. No one was there to change his name. Probably he went to the government office and tried to file an affidavit saying, I want to change my name. Probably they didn't allow him to change his name. Probably because they sort of made his name permanent. You know, sometimes we go through situations like that when we want to change, when somebody has done something negative about us and we want to make a difference, but there is no permission. There is no one who comes to help us out. There is no one who agrees with the change we want to make. And I want you to know something. On this planet Earth, you may find no support for the good life you want to lead, but there is a God up in heaven today that I'm preaching to you about where he will stand by you and if God be for us who can be against us that's one question that's never been answered in this world why because if God be for us there is nobody who can be against us there might be people against you but they are not even worth counting because when God steps on your side the balance is tipping in your favor hallelujah amen Jabez became a permanent name, which means it was a lifetime, it was a permanent, it was a verdict that couldn't be appealed against. <laughs> but he went to the Lord. Wow. He went to the Lord. And what did he do? He prayed. The Bible says, and Jabez called on the God of Israel. He called on the God of Israel. God of Israel means God of covenant. God who changes things. Why is it written God of Israel? Why is it not just written God Almighty or God the Creator? There's something special about God of Israel. You know what it is? Israel was first called Jacob. Jacob means supplanter. You know what Jabez was doing? He called on to the God of Israel, which means he was saying, God, you are the God who changed Jacob into Israel. You can change this Jabez into something unusual and unique. What do you think about God? Is what God is going to be in your life. Learn to think about him as the Bible teaches you to think about him. He's not some superpower, supernatural power, some energy bundle sitting up there with absolutely no feelings and no intellect. No, 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 no. He's a person who likes to support people who change from curses into blessings. And God likes to be with you in that. Jabez prayed. You know what, brothers and sisters? Young man, young lady, when nothing else works, Try sincere prayer. And I tell you, when you pray, God works. And he will change the situation from night to day. The Bible says, Jabez called on. He spoke to God. When you pray, please don't make it another meditation time. Okay? <laughs> the one yoga asana everyone likes to do in prayer is horizontal on the bed. That's not the way to pray. When you pray, speak to God. Now, I'm not saying that you should be so loud, your neighbors will come and try to answer you. No, no, no. But I'm saying that you speak to God. Because the Bible says, when the heart is full, the mouth speaks. So you must speak out to God in prayer. Be specific and clear about how you want to be blessed. And I'll show you how Jabez prayed when he asked God to bless him. So pray like that. Jabez's prayer was from his heart. 
from his mind. You know, when we pray, our heart and mind should be connected. Many people feel it, but they don't think it. Many people think it, but they don't feel it when they pray. They think, I want to be healed, but they feel, I'm not going to be healed. It doesn't work that way. When you pray, your feeling and your thinking must work together. What you speak must be the same as what you imagine. When you speak a blessing, you must imagine that he will bless you. Don't speak faith, but imagine fear. That's not the way. That's not the way to pray. Jabi's prayer was not some fantasy prayer with no hope. There are people, unfortunately, in the situation in our neighboring countries, you know, there are people who are just wishing and praying and, and they know it's a hopeless prayer because the governments have changed and, and things are really, really bad. Some of uh, my friends, particularly one who works uh, and has uh, pastors in that country, uh, yesterday was uh, able to reach out and, and talk about how they are literally staying in caves on the mountains and trying to run into adjoining countries and trying to escape with just clothes on their back. No water to drink, no food to eat, just afraid. And people are praying. And when they are praying, they are praying hopeless prayers because, because they know there is no hope. A Christian shouldn't pray like that. Uh, when you're a child of God and you're praying, okay, uh, pray with faith in your heart that God can change things. You know, a few friends of mine who are running away from that country, sorry, not friends of mine, but friends of mine know those people who are in ministry, who are serving the Lord. And, and when they are running away from those countries, the only prayer they're making is God, give us a safe exit. Help us to find the right way out of this country into the neighboring countries. And I'm so glad that many families have managed to exit from danger and, and come into some sort of safety. But people who are living in that country, who don't have a relationship with God through Christ Jesus, you know, they just believe this is God's will for our life and we have to suffer like this. They make prayers with absolute hopelessness. There's no hope in their prayer. They don't, the, the women in that country don't feel their situation will get any better from now, right? Because they pray hopeless prayers. Now, you know what, brothers and sisters? You don't pray hopeless prayers. You pray with hope in Christ Jesus. Jabez prayed not hopeless fantasy prayers, but he prayed prayers of expectation, knowing that God wants to really, really answer. And so when he prayed, he made arrangements for change in his life. He made preparations for transformation in his life. He said, hey, God is going to answer me and I'm going to build my character to be able to handle the change and the blessing that God is going to give me. He prepared to receive what he prayed for. He prepared for the blessing. So what did Jabez pray? Number one, he said, oh, that you will bless me. Wherever you're seated, say that to the Lord today. Oh, that you would bless me, oh God. You know what that prayer means? Oh, that you would bless me. It means this. God, I don't want any blessing unless it comes from you. I'm not so desperate that I want the devil to bless me. I'm not so desperate that I want any blessing outside of Christ Jesus. I want a blessing, but it should come from you. It should be you who is blessing me. I don't want a blessing in which you are not there. I don't want a blessing in which you are not there. 
Second, oh, that you would bless me means, God, your blessing will be sufficient for me. Hallelujah. When you bless me, that's good enough. I don't have to worry. I don't have to tell you how to bless me. Well, I can tell you my heart's desire, but I know your blessing for me is sufficient. It would suffice. I know your plans for me are good. In fact, he was actually saying Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse number 11. For God says, I know the thoughts. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a great future. Hallelujah. Jabez knew this. And so he said, God, all I need is your blessing that you would bless me. And he was saying, God, I'm going to match my character to the blessing you are sending. I'm preparing myself for that. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Second, oh, that you would enlarge my coast. You would enlarge my boundaries. That you would... Enlarge. Why is he saying enlarge? Because we are all born with limitations. Everybody is born with limitations. We are born with limitations of how much money we have. We are born with limitations of how much time we have. No matter how powerful you are, can you make the 25th hour? You can't. You just have 24 hours in a day or a combination of day and night. See, we all have limitations. We all have limitations which are natural. Some of them are social. You know, I, I really feel bad when I go to some cultures where women are so oppressed and I, I look at those churches and I see that there's so much potential in the church if they would just allow women to do ministry, but they won't because it's a cultural issue. It's a restriction. It is a limitation that the culture has put. So there are some limitations which are natural Okay, like for example, some people are very fast. It's a natural ability for them to run or be in athletics. Some are naturally talented with skills like singing or whatever else, ability to perform. While some other people may be having natural talent with their mind or with their emotions. So everybody has limitations in some or the other area. You know, people who got gold medal in Olympics in one area could not get even a bronze in other areas, why? Because they are not trained in that. They have limitations in that. And they are so excellent in this that they were the gold champions, right? The only in the world, the one in the world. Amazing. So even the best have limitations in certain area. This is natural. It's very natural. So boundaries means uh, the limitation of possibilities, the limitation of social acceptance. So when he said, God, change my boundaries, enlarge my boundaries. You know what he was saying? I know one thing, God, your blessings can push my boundaries farther. It can enlarge my boundaries. I may be unable in my natural instinct, but you can make me able by your grace. I can tell you about myself. I'm not a natural speaker. I'm not a born communicator. In fact, nobody thought I'll be a pastor. I didn't think I was gonna be a pastor. 
But God enlarged my boundary. He enlarged my territory. Hallelujah. God can enlarge your territory. God can enlarge your boundary. And he can give you abilities. He can give you social acceptance. Thank you, Jesus. Our God is a mighty God. You know, when I asked the assemblies of God, the denomination that gave me ordination, when I asked them for ordination, they said it in a nice way. They said, you don't qualify you don't qualify to be a pastor. Then our district superintendent, you know, our bishop, one day came to church and he was shocked to see the crowd. And he looked at me and said, why haven't you taken ordination yet? <laughs> I laughed and I said, you know, I applied and, and you rejected. He said, no, 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 you didn't apply properly. I resubmitted the same application with a changed date. And they, and they, you know, blessed me with ordination. I want to say this to you. Our God can push boundaries. Where you were rejected, our God is able to honor you. Hallelujah. That's the God we serve. He said, God, enlarge my boundary. Enlarge my boundary. Don't believe the limitations the devil or society has put on your life. Pray for an enlargement in Jesus' name. And God will enlarge your boundaries. Enlargement means continual growing. You know, walking in blessings means constantly changing. Changing attitudes, changing character, changing the way you look at things, understanding the heart of God and wanting to go along with that. See, this is really what Jabez prayed for. And he said, enlarge my territory. Let me become a blessing to more people. Let me give leadership to greater divine purpose. Number three, oh, that your hand will be with me. Oh, that your hand, oh God, will be with me. What's the meaning of that statement? He's saying, God, I want your hand to guide me. I don't want to be guided by my own passions, my own faith, or my own fear. I don't want to be guided by my own anxiety or what my friends suggest or some bright idea that just comes. I want your hand to guide me, O oh God. Second, God, your hand is protection for me. Hallelujah. Your hand is my provision, O oh God. If your hand is with me, not only will you protect me, you will provide for me. In the words of Psalmist David, God, you are the shepherd whose rod and staff will protect and provide for me. See, that's exactly what Jabez is praying. God, bless me and put your hand on my life so that I'll have your protection and I'll have your provision because I know you're able to provide everything. I know you're getting excited when you're learning this prayer, a prayer of blessing, right? Oh God, that you will send your hand, you will send your power over my life. I trust your hand, oh God. I don't need the hand of people with me. If your hand is there, that's enough. Now, before you and I get more excited, as we stay in this excitement, I want to ask you a question. Have you really thought about what happens if God's hands come on us? Think about a small five-year-old boy, six-year-old girl. Parents are holding the hands of the child as they're walking through the market. You know what that means? That child can't run wherever she wants. That child can't pick up whatever they want. Why? Because parents' hand are holding their hands. No matter what the child sees and gets excited, the child can't run away. Why? 
parents are in control. When God's hand is on your life, Jabez is saying, God, I give you the control. You hold my hand. I know I want to pick up something. I know I want to run away somewhere. But it's okay, Lord. You hold my hand. I give you the control of my life. You want God's blessings? I want God's blessings, of course. But guess what? It can't come until he controls it. Hallelujah. Oh, that your hand will be upon me. Oh, that you would hold my hand and take leadership of my life. Fantastic. Number four or five, whatever it is. He says, oh, that you would keep me from evil. Protect me from evil overpowering me, Lord. Evil should not determine the outcome of my life. I should not change because of evil. You know, evil can make people bitter, angry. It can make people negative. It can make people suspicious of everyone else. So he's saying, no, 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 no. I don't want to become like that. I don't want evil to dictate my life. I want you, oh God, to be closer to me than any evil can ever get. I want you to be close to me, not evil. I want you to be involved in my life. Hallelujah. Lastly, he says, oh, oh, that it may not grieve me. I don't want any evil to grieve me, oh God. Who is making this prayer? Jabez. Society has already said this fellow has no honor. This fellow will never have any blessing. His mother has named him his domicile. His identity card says son of sorrow, permanent. But people didn't know him as Jabez, son of sorrows. They knew him as Jabez, honorable man. Hallelujah. There is the family name and there is the divine God-given name. Family name says doomed will never do well. God's name says you're blessed and you will prosper forever. It doesn't matter where you were born. What matters is are you born again? Have you received Jesus in your life? Do you have God's Holy Spirit guiding you? Oh, that it will not grieve me. What is Jabez saying? He's saying, God, I don't want to think through grief. I don't want to make decisions through grief. Evil may come, but I don't want to think through that and look at life through that. I don't want to look at life through depression and pain. I want to look at life through your blessed plan. I want to see life the way you meant it to be. Hallelujah. The total sum of my life, the total sum of my life or the sum total of my life should not be grief and pain. God, it should be your blessed favor. In fact, this line of the prayer is a direct contrast with what his mother called him. She said, he's a son of grief. And Jabez says, God, I don't want grief to control me. Hallelujah. Don't accept people's plan over your life if it contradicts God's plan over your life. Accept God's plan over your life and if people's plan flow along with God's plan, good enough. Otherwise, just refuse it in your heart. Maybe you don't want to speak impolitely to people around you, so it's okay, but don't receive it in your heart. Just let it go away. You know, uh, when you go through village and farm, you, uh, you find in those fields there are certain plants and when it rains or dew falls on their leaves, their leaves are oily and so 
You know, when water drops fall on it, the leaves don't become wet. In fact, the water drops roll up like small balls, you know, like small uh, balls, like small balls, like small marble balls. Yeah, they roll up like that. And at the next wind, when the leaf moves, the water drops just roll and fall down. And, and those leaves look dry and clean. Why? Because it's got some oily texture on it. It's, it's got a very different finish on it. Yeah, those plants, I've seen those leaves. You need to be like that. When people throw wrong words at you, when they throw depression at you, when they throw negativity at you, you polish yourself with the grace of God and let it just fall off you. Don't allow it to dampen your spirit. Don't allow it to wet your soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The way God works, Proverbs chapter 10, and the Bible says in verse 22, the blessing of Jehovah, it makes rich and he adds no grief with it. If God blesses you, he doesn't add grief with it. Jabez knew that. And Jabez said, God bless me. And I don't want grief in my life for God. I understand that opportunities for grief will come, but I don't want those griefs, those sorrows to rule my life. You hold my hand, you rule my life. You bless me. What a prayer. I want you to read the next line. Let's read the next line. And God granted him that which he requested. Why? Because the entire prayer was in line with the plan of God Almighty. And God granted him that which he requested. That's why Mark chapter 11 verse 24, Jesus said, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. When you pray for blessings, it, it is sure it's going to be yours. Prepare for it. Build your character for it. Why? Because when Jabez did that and God granted him. First John chapter 3 verse 22. And whatever we ask, we receive from him. What a scripture, man. Apostle John is writing to the church by the Holy Spirit. And he's saying from his experience, whatever we ask, we will receive it from God. Why? Because like Jabez, we walk in his commandments, we walk in his will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to pray with you. Close your eyes and say, Lord, just like when Jabez asked you for blessings and you poured it out on his life, today I ask you for your blessed hand on my life. Oh, that you will be with me. Oh, that you will bless me. Oh, that you will keep me from evil. Oh, that you will enlarge my territory. Oh, that your hand will be with me. Oh God, that you will keep me from evil. Keep me from grief. Just like how you answered Jabez, I thank you that you will answer me. You'll answer my family. Hallelujah. Let my prayers be honest. Anoint my prayers to be powerful and committed. Maybe brother, you're going through some curse. Maybe sister, you're going through some evil. I want you to know the God of Jabez can turn the most dishonorable into the most honorable. Hallelujah. Maybe, maybe you feel at times you're going low. No, 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 no. God is able to raise you up. This morning, tell him, Father, I commit my life to you. 
Oh, that you will bless me. Oh, that you will bless me. Oh, that you will bless me. Oh, that you will bless me and make me a blessing to more than myself. Let me be a blessing to others, oh Father. I thank you because your heart is to bless. So I commit my life to you, Jesus. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, if there is anybody that is looking for a breakthrough so that they can walk in blessings, maybe they are looking for a healing so they can walk in blessings. Maybe they're looking for a change in their character so they can walk in your blessings. I pray today there will be a breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. May your favor be upon their life. Every bondage I rebuke in the name of Jesus. Every powers of demons, every powers of Satan, I cast you out of the people. Let the people be free by the blood of Jesus. Oh, by the blood of Jesus, by the covenant of God in Calvary. I thank you, Master. I thank you for your blessing. I thank you for your favor. Oh, God of Jabez, I thank you that you are our God and that you care for prayers that you answer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I believe that you are blessed. Please connect with us for prayer or counseling. Please do call us or visit our website or visit us. The details are given in the description. We'll be glad to serve you. Do subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to encourage you in your journey in Christ. Please do share it with your friends too by clicking the share button. We are praying for you. God has great plans for your life. Thanks again for participating, listening. God bless you.